Hello and welcome to the 1 106 of Second Photography podcast. My voice might sound a bit off because I've got a horrible cold and possibly I got the cold while I was in London doing photography which I'm going to talk about today. So this episode is called Portable Photography. I went into London and I did a little bit of street photography and a little bit of model photography and I, I knew I'd be walking about and I used this as an experiment to see if I could be really portable. So I took with me my Peak Design tiny bag. It's not in the messenger bag. It's actually a bag that goes is designed to go inside a Peak Design bag. So I took that and it's really just fine from memory cards and other bits and bobs and incidentals. But I use it as a main camera bag. And I've got a strap and the Peak Design strap and it just goes over my shoulder and it takes up no space whatsoever. So I took a GoPro. I took the Sony RX100. I took my DxO1. Obviously, I took my smartphone, but I'm not counting that as camera equipment. I took a USB power bank and I took two charging cables, an iPhone cable and a USB micro cable because all my cameras are really USB micro chargeable. I had four layers on me. I had a T-shirt, a shirt, a jumper and I had a body warmer. And I was moving about quite a lot in London and nipping in and out. And I just wanted to be ultra mobile. I didn't even want to be weighed down by having a coat. So this is what I found. I found I got some really cracking images, particularly street photography, just using the DxO1. Now the DxO1, I have done a review on this podcast before. So the DxO1 was promised as a photography attachment, a camera attachment for your mobile phone that turn your mobile phone into a DSLR. That's never going to be true, but it really does elevate your smartphone photography. It has a lightning connector, and it just plugs into your smartphone, only works for iPhones, and it's got an equivalent of a 35mm lens in full frame terms, and the aperture is f2, but what you can do with it is you can change the aperture, you can change the ISO, you can change the shutter speed. You can't do all those things on a smartphone. You can plug it into your smartphone so you get a good sort of big screen, like you used to with your smartphone, you can touch the focus. It's all one unit, you just pull a cover down to reveal the lens, It does video as well. It does give really good images. You can also use it without plugging into your smartphone. If you plug it into your smartphone, you can tilt it so you can get lower angles or high angles as well. And it just takes up absolutely no room in your pocket. So I got some amazing images. I think I got better images than I would capture with my smartphone. Now my smartphone is an iPhone 6S. It's not the most modern. It still receives updates from Apple. It's not an iPhone 11 or anything. And I would be interested to see how a DxO1 on an iPhone 6S compares to an iPhone 11. I think it might give better images. So I was getting really good images and what's more, no one was taking any notice of me because I was looking like a smartphone photographer and looking like a smartphone photographer means you're just an everyday person. So I was doing that and then I stopped for coffee and I charged up my DxO1 because it was down to 50%. Then when I set out again, I didn't even use my smartphone with my DxO1. The DxO1 has a button on for taking pictures. You, Like I said, you slide down the, the cover to reveal the lens. It's all fitted in one thing together. So it's all very sleek, one-handed operation. And it's got this sort of dot screen on the back. So it's got a screen on the back and it just shows dots. It has enough detail in those, in this sort of dot matrix display that you can make out what the camera's looking at. Try just going round and just using this this tiny little 
screen of dots to frame and compose my images. Now obviously you're going to get better framing on a smartphone but I just effectively shot from the hip with this and some of the results were really good. So I had no idea about metering or anything like that. All I could do was compose it. But it worked and it worked fine. So going around London doing street photography I got some very good images. Then I met up with the model I was shooting with and I explained to her, hello, nice to meet you. I've not brought my DSLR. I brought a smartphone camera essentially and I brought a Sony RX100. If it did bother the model, she didn't show it. So we went around and it was one of those days where it was freezing cold, but it was incredibly sunny. So it was quite harsh conditions. So we shot in the shade, but any time we were backlit, it was quite difficult to see what's going on. So the DXO1 coped okay with being backlit. I got quite a bit of flaring in the in the lens, but hey, that's to be expected. So I got some shots I, I was happy with, and I was impressed how well it struggled with the harsh conditions, because it was harsh conditions. It was sunny, it was bright, there was a lot of shadow about. The only thing the model said was, well, we got more done in an hour than I would normally get done in three hours, because we were really, really quick and light, could just get the, the device out, the camera device out shoot and move on and we we got loads done i really loved being light the only drawback was being a cold day shooting a lot the battery on the dxo1 just went eventually so i probably got about 100 shots off and then it went then i switched to my rx100 got a couple of shots of that the rx100 get, gives really good images i'm really pleased with the images i get with the rx100 but it's more of a camera, you know, I can't get away with it as much as I can with the DX01 on my smartphone. So I could get low angles on the DX01 plugged into my smartphone. I could get really good images. Now, would I do this more often? It was an experiment. And I think, yeah, I do it more often for street photography, definitely, simply because I just turn up and I've got a smartphone that I'm going to carry with me anyway regardless in my pocket and just this little box of matches in my pocket and that's fine but doing portraits it, it didn't really work it was better than using my smartphone I didn't really get much of a blurry background at all so if you had a modern smartphone a modern smartphone that's a bit of a silly thing to say they're all modern but if you had a brand new smartphone an iPhone 11 you would probably get blurrier backgrounds that are much better than what I could get with the DXO1. So a DSLR will always be better with portraits and a portrait lens rather than a wide angle lens. So what are the downsides of it? Well, portraiture wasn't as good. There's no way I could use flash to do some fill-in flash if I wanted to. I didn't need to, and I actually brought a small portable reflector with me that just because of the speed and the conditions, I didn't need to use it. I pretended to shoot in the shade rather than being in the harsh sun. And the area we were shooting in in London allowed us to be in the shade quite a lot. So we are in open shade. So it wasn't like I was battling with harsh sun all the time. It was maybe in the background or in the sky rather than on the model. So I didn't need to use a reflector. But definitely a portrait lens on a DSLR would have given me a more traditional look. I would say the look I got was quite Instagrammy. I got quite an Instagrammy based look using the DXO1, and that's fine. That, that's not a problem at all. DSLR, of course, would have given me better battery life. But other than that, it was a good experiment. I'm happy I did it. And I think I learned a lot. You always go sometimes to, to things with your DSLR, and you know it's a trusted machine. Going and having to try different things is always good. So maybe try leaving the DSLR at home and being a freer photographer. Thank you. Goodbye.